Well, hey guys, and welcome to Group Week. Uh, I'm so excited that you are gathered with hopefully uh, one, two, ten people today that you can have some really great discussions with. Uh, like we say a lot, church is not a building, it's a group of people. Uh, and we have different tools to be able to help us to best grow, to love Jesus, each other, and the world. And I think especially when you are together with your community groups, it gives you the ability to do things that we just simply can't do when we gather with a larger group in the building. And so I'd really love for you to focus on those while you're together. And so three things that I think you can do in a group setting that don't work very well in a large setting is that you can really get to know each other. And so I hope that you take time while you're together with your group today where you can really share what's going on in your life and you can really hear what's going on in other people's life. And by the end of it, you just feel like that you've been heard and that other people really have, you have a better idea of what's going on in their life. Uh, the other thing that you can do in a group is you can really have discussion. You can ask questions. You can talk about the things that you really don't understand, things you agree with, the things you don't agree with. You can really just have a really deeper discussion about these things that we're trying to learn and dive into together. And then lastly, you can really come up with some concrete next steps. And so I hope that as a part of your discussion today, that each of you are able to come up with something that here's what, based off of what we talked about today, here's what I am going to try to do differently. Here's how my life is going to potentially look different because of what we talked about today. And so I hope that you can dive into all that while you're together with your group. Uh, for your discussion today, there are some questions that you can find either in the weekly email or on this YouTube link. Uh, there's a video right after this from the Bible Project. Uh, this week, we're talking about the idea of what does it really mean to be saved? And as we talked about in our live service, I think this idea of what the idea of saved salvation, the idea of eternal life, the idea of what the gospel is, oftentimes to become this very narrow definition of what do I need to do so that I can go to heaven someday and not hell. And that's, I think, a part of salvation. That's a part of eternal life. That's a part of what the message of the gospel is. But it's also much, much bigger for right here and right now. And so uh, this video from the Bible Project will help you uh, kind of get going with your discussion. Uh, we also handed out these free books uh, 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 in our service last week. If you didn't get one yet, uh, then I'll try to get some to your smoke group leaders. They might have some or you can pick some up at our next live service. But that'll help you to dive into this whole topic as well. Uh, so I hope you have a great discussion today and I really hope that you use this time today to share what's going on in your life. This is a time where you can really go into be known, be known by someone else. Uh, discuss, if you have questions, make sure you voice those and hopefully you leave with a concrete plan of if salvation is something that we can live out in our day-to-day -day life today, if God wants to bring salvation into your life, into your home, into your neighborhood, how can you live that out over the next few days? And hopefully you share that. So enjoy your conversation. Uh, now check out this video from uh, The Bible Project. If you know very much about the story of the Bible, you've probably heard that Jesus offers eternal life. 
Sounds nice. But what does Jesus mean by eternal life? Well, Jesus adopted this phrase from the Hebrew scriptures. In English, it's translated eternal life or sometimes everlasting life. But the phrase literally translated from Hebrew is life unto the age. Life unto the age. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a dense phrase. And to understand it, we need to first talk about what an age is in the Bible. Let's do it. So the Hebrew word for age is olam, and it refers to a period of time. What length of time? Well, any length of time, actually. And it can be in the past or in the future. What matters is that it's a period of time with some common attribute that remains constant. So, for example? So, like the time of Abraham and his descendants all the way up to Moses. The common attribute is it's the time of Moses' ancestors. And so Moses can say, remember the days of the age, the years of past generations and elders. Okay. Or an age can be shorter and in the future. Like Samuel, who's going to spend his whole life serving in the temple. During his dedication, his mother Hannah calls this an age. So an age is a period of time that has a unique and constant characteristic. Exactly. And there can be all sorts of different ages, depending on what you want to focus on. You got it. And so someone could live in two ages at the same time if those ages happen to overlap. All right, so back to the phrase, life unto the age. What age is this talking about? Okay, so in the beginning of the biblical story, humans are made from the dust of the ground. This is a common biblical image for creatures that are mortal. That is, they live in an age where they could die. But God takes humanity and places them in a sacred garden where they're invited to experience a new and deeper kind of life. By eating from the tree of life. Yeah, we're told it offers them life unto the age, a life of infinite potential because it connects them to God's own divine life. But the story takes a turn. And instead of accepting life unto the age, they eat of the tree of knowing good and bad. Right. Taking from this tree means seizing life for themselves on their own terms, apart from God's wisdom. And so they're exiled from life unto the age, and they go into the age of death. They mistreat each other. They do what's right in their own eyes. Things get really violent. Exactly. And so the whole rest of the story of the Bible can be thought of as a choice between two different ages. The age of life on our own terms that leads to death, or the age of God's own life. And while humanity has rejected God's life, God promises he'll open the way back. Exactly. And it's that promise that ultimately leads the story to Jesus. He's presented as God's own life become human, so that both ages overlap in him. He lives in the age of mortality and death, and in the age of eternal life at the same time. And so he can offer people access to life unto the age. Right. It's like what Jesus says in the Gospel of John. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yet, just like humanity rejected God's life in the garden, Jesus was rejected and put to death. But God's life is more powerful than death. And so Jesus rises from the dead, and he can offer God's life to others. Like the Gospel of John also says, Whoever trusts in him will not perish, but has eternal life. That is, life unto the age. Cool. Now, most people think of eternal life as something that happens after you die. But in the Bible, access to this age is something I can have right now. Yeah, remember, Jesus was the place where the age of God's life meets the age of death. 
And that means that when people trust him, they can experience eternal life here and now. But we also still live in the age of death. So what happens when I die? Well, just like death couldn't overpower God's eternal life in Jesus, similarly, we can remain alive to God even if we're physically dead. In the Bible, this is called being with Christ. And it's not talked about very much because it's not how the overall biblical story ends. The focus of the Bible is about when the age of life completely overcomes the age of death. And those who are with Christ are recreated to share in God's eternal life. A world where the age of death no longer has any power. Exactly. Because life that is fully connected to God's own eternal life and love is a life that will never end.